Hello, hello, my gilded goblets. <laughs> Welcome to the Black Nanny Podcast. My name is Taisha Perry, and amongst other things, I am, you guessed it, a black nanny. Now, I have a totally new and concise intro, but I'm skipping that for right now because I want to get directly to this. Uh, I've got a few things that you can do to kind of start them out on the base. And the easiest way is with poetry. Poetry is a good introduction. It's short. It can be interactive. Pick funny ones, weird ones, strange ones that kids will kind of be attracted to. And then from there, you can move on to things that have a storyline. A few days ago when I was getting together some of my newer episodes that are trying to help those who are having a difficult time setting up their base, that I kind of took for granted or at least didn't take into account that some people don't have this baseline. The baseline for um, starting an education early, for getting your kids into reading and puzzles and games and drawing and writing and all of those things that are non-electronic kind of uh, distractions. Um, Not everyone had that upbringing. I was quite fortunate Um, and I did have that upbringing. However, because not everybody has it, not everybody knows what I'm talking about (laughs) when I'm saying, oh, you just do this and you just read them this and then, yeah, they'll sit down and magically it'll happen. So uh, I figured it would be quite helpful if I helped those who do not have a base yet establish their base. Um, These little tidbits are going to help you all, hopefully, (laughs) that is my goal. They will help you with um, not only stretching the kids, uh, not their imagination, stretching their attention span. It all kind of goes back to that, but it also sets up the base for those kids who may be a little bit older, um, above the age of five or so, but that haven't really gotten a let's sit down and read a book kind of thing. Sometimes it can be a little daunting to read a child who's not a reader and hasn't really been around books like that or introduced to books like that. It's a little difficult to sit down with them and then say, okay, let's read a book. They're not interested in reading a book. So since that will help give you a little base and since my good morning messages that I've been recording on for Edie Bo for her podcast seem to be so popular. I really don't know why, <laughs> but apparently um, people love logging in just to hear two minutes of me saying, hi, good morning. How are you? I slept terribly, but I got to work today. Have a good day. <laughs> so I'm going to try out that and the poetry simultaneously kill two birds with one stone. So the super fun part about poetry is not only is it quick and fast, but it is a good starter for your day. I use this as my starter for a lot of things. I used it as a nanny. One of the first things that I would do when I 
um, when we finished handing children off, you know, parents go and do their thing and the kids are officially on my time. The very first thing we did, no matter what, no fail, (laughs) was read a poem. Now, it didn't matter if they were sitting down and were paying me attention and, and I read it to them or if they were playing and I just read it out loud. Did not matter, but I read them a poem. That was the very first thing that I did for them. And eventually, they would ask me for poems, or they would ask me to read more poems, or they would ask me to find some different poems. You know, can you find poems about dolphins? Can you find poems about rainbows? Whatever the case may be, it opens up, put your foot in the door for getting them onto the book dragon track. (laughs) All right. So I hope you will enjoy this. I'm going to be reading from Where the Sidewalk Ends, and it's a collection of poems by Shel Silverstein. You should be very familiar with that name, or I guess I should say, if you are familiar with that name, there's reason for it. Lots of people are. Not everyone. Lots of people are. And yeah, I can be a little judgmental, because if I walk into your household, and you have children, young children, (laughs) and this is not on your bookshelf, for shame. (laughs) No, but you should have this on your bookshelf. There's no reason if you have kids that you should not have a copy of Where the Sidewalk Ends by Shel Silverstein and even a couple of other uh, Shel Silverstein collections, which you will hear some from because um, he's the man when it comes to children's poetry. He just is. There's others. I'm completely aware (laughs) that there are others and there are other great poets that do a very good job with children's poetry. Some of them I will be uh, highlighting here on the podcast, but it'll be heavily Shel Silverstein. So if you don't like it, too bad. (laughs) We're going to be reading Hungry Mungry. That's the first one I'm going to model for you. Here's what makes Hungry Mungry so great. It is so much fun. It's fun to read. Um, You can have fun with the kids. You can use this, uh, as I was telling you, you know, I used this when I first came into a home and, uh, you know, we were, parents went their way and, (laughs) and it was time for me to be on. I read them poems. This is one of the poems I would start with, especially when the kids were eating. If they were having breakfast or having a snack, um, I'd read them Hungry Mungry because then they can be little Hungry Mungries while I read them the poem. You'll see why once once I read it. You'll see why. Unless you already know, then you already know why. <laughs> um, I also use this in schools. Um, I'd read it in the mornings when the kids are coming in. Uh, a lot of our schools had the kids eating breakfast in the classroom. So this gave teachers some um, full 
<laughs> full classroom times at all times. <laughs> so you have to, you know, think on your feet. This is one of the things that I would do. I would read them Hungry Mungry. They loved it. You can read this poem anywhere. If you are out, say, if you're out at dinner. I've had some mom and dads have uh, questions about what to do with their kids when they go out to restaurants or they struggle with their kids being okay sitting down and having dinner or lunch. I always had something for the kids to do, whether it was drawing, and usually was drawing. <laughs> it, yeah, I will tell you, it's usually drawing because, and, and coloring because, you know, their hands are busy, that keeps them preoccupied, and no one's having a fit because you're doing something while you're waiting for, for food. I also would have this book with me and I would read. So I just put it in kind of anywhere it fits and it kind of fits everywhere. So just push, 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 plug it in here, plug it in there. And like I've told you, be enthusiastic about it. You can have them, uh, you can directly kind of make it constructive by requesting that they be engaging with it, that they participate. So, you know, you can tell them, you know, pretend to eat when, when, uh, when Hungry Mungry starts eating, I want to see you eat it, you know, you do it. And I'll give you a little, you know, when I read it and model it, you'll see what I mean. But you don't have to do it exactly like me. You don't have to do any of the things that I'm telling you. However, if you just pull this out and you just read it, Hungry Mungry sat at supper, they're going to get bored. <laughs> You're going to get bored. And this will not do anything for you. So be enthusiastic, be engaging, and that's all you need to do. All right, let's get to it. Here's Hungry Mungry. Hungry Mungry. Hungry Mungry sat at supper, took his knife and spoon and fork, ate a bowl of mushroom soup, ate a slice of roasted pork. Mmm. Ate a dozen stewed tomatoes. Oh, 27 deviled eggs. Whoa. 15 shrimps, 9 baked potatoes, 32 fried chicken legs. Mungry is hungry. <laughs> a shank of lamb, a boiled ham, two bowls of grits, some black-eyed peas, four chocolate shakes, eight angel cakes, nine custard pies with Munster cheese, ten pots of tea, and after he had eaten all that he was able, he poured some broth on the tablecloth and ate the kitchen table. What? <laughs> now, that's all the engagement that I'm talking about. See how simple that is? Very simple, right? And yet, I guarantee you, if there were three or four kids that were listening, they'd be having a ball right about now. His parents said, oh, Hungry Mungry, stop these silly jokes. Mungry opened up his mouth and, nope, he ate his folks. 
Uh-oh. And then he went and ate his house, all the bricks and wood. And then he ate up all the people in the neighborhood. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mungry's on a, a rampage right now. Up came 20 angry policemen shouting, stop and cease. Mungry opened up his mouth and whoop, he ate the police. Soldiers came with tanks and guns, said Mungry. They can't harm me. He just smiled and licked his lips and ate the U.S. Army. The president sent all his bombers. Mungry still was calm. He put his head back, gulped the planes, and gobbled up the bomb. He ate his town and ate the city and ate and ate and ate. And then he said, hmm, I think I'll eat the whole United States. And so he ate Chicago first and munched the water tower. And then he chewed on Pittsburgh, but he found it rather sour. He ate New York and Tennessee and all of Boston town. He drank the Mississippi River just to wash it down. And when he'd eaten every state, each puppy boy and girl, he wiped his mouth upon his sleeve and went to eat what? The world. Munger's tripping. <laughs> he ate the Egypt pyramids and every church in Rome and all the grass in Africa and all the ice in Nome. He ate each hill in green Brazil and then to make things worse, oh no, he decided for dessert, he'd eat the, can you guess? Universe. He started with the moon and stars and soon as he was done, he gulped the clouds, he sipped the wind and gobbled up the sun. Then, sitting there in the cold, dark air, he started to nibble his feet. Oh then his legs, then his hips, then his neck, then his lips, till he sat there just gnashing his teeth. Cause nothing was nothing, was nothing, was nothing. Nothing was left to eat. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Bye.